yak babies, sex, presidents, and sometimes books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Dirty Danglers. Don't let them drop. My name's Aaron. I'm here with our personal pals, Brick. Good morning, for real. It is actually morning. Yes, thank you. We have Dave. Morning, boys. Uh huh. And of course, we have New American Nico. Good morning. Yes, good morning to all. This episode is the first of a series of little short bits where these are proposed by Nico. It's a good idea. Picking our favorite books from various sort of subcategories and trying to stretch our usual boundaries. I feel like we, we want to sort of try and find some new ways to talk about our favorite books that aren't just repeating that we like, you know, Stuart Divick again. Although I bet he'll come up. Anyway. So our first of these categories is we're looking for our favorite book in the sort of literary fiction genre, but specific to the 19th century. We don't talk about this a lot. We have... Uh, we read, let's see, Jane Eyre. That's really about it. Oh, Frankenstein, I guess, right? Yeah. That's like, we don't really touch on, you know, pre-20th century literature too much. Uh, this is a good sort of excavation to see what's out there. Nico, we'll start with you, since this was your start with me. Oh, concept. Uh, what would you what did you decide was either your favorite, <laughs> or some of your favorite sort of novels in the literary genre for the 19th century? Yeah. Uh, well, this one is not my strength. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i I put jane Eyre because like Mm -hmm. i couldn't i don't have a firm memory of almost any other books i guess like i i also like frankenstein i haven't read read that in a little while but but really it's just like by process of elimination (laughs) there's only there's only having only read one novel in the 19th century pretty much Yeah, I mean, good picks for sure. We spent, I mean, we did a whole episode on Jane Eyre for our old Tanner Cannon series, and we did a memorable episode on Frankenstein for our first Halloween Spooktober series. So yeah, we definitely, we love those books for sure. Those are great picks. Dave, what did you pick for your favorite 19th century literary novel? Jane Eyre is definitely a contender, but yeah. I may have to go with Wuthering Heights. Okay, tell us more. Her sister, yeah. whose first name is? Uh, Emily? Charlotte? No, yeah. Emily. Yeah, <laughs> Charlotte Bronte's sister, Charlotte. Right. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I've read this a couple of times, although it's been probably close to a decade. But I, I remember really enjoying it. It's like it has, you know, it's got the gothic element, yeah, which works for me. I like a lot of those books. Like Phantom of the Opera could have been a contender too. Mm. Yeah, you like that. Uh, Frankenstein for sure. Jekyll and Hyde. Obviously, I talk about that book a lot. But Wuthering Heights is like you know a deeper story i think than any well i don't know if it's deeper than frankenstein but you know and it's it's really well done i remember very little about the plot but i remember feeling pretty gripped by it throughout yeah. would you first read what i think in college yeah undergrad but like you know i was almost 30 at the time right so it's a little more recent than than what that might sound like and i read it again once or twice independently since then uh and enjoyed it yeah a lot yeah. That's a, I think it's a sign for Dave because you're a you reread a lot typically. So if you re- reread a book like once or twice, that seems like a good indication. So in your like, church, yeah. Show. I mean, yeah. it's a case. It'll sometimes happen where I'll reread a book for the first time. And it's like ah, I didn't need to reread this, right. and I never have to read it again. But right. yeah, um, Wuthering Heights is one of those that I'll probably go back to another time or two. Yeah, in my life. Yeah, I've never read it. Have you, uh, Brick, have you read it, Nico? Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah, I escaped it. I shouldn't say escaped it, but it, it wasn't in my required reading in college or high school, for that matter. My friend did. Mike read it for a different class, uh, but I'd love to read it. I should definitely see if you can get him on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brick. I've read quite a bit yeah. for a while. It was kind of one of my favorite I don't know if genres. The word, but eras to read. Yeah. 
uh frankenstein is my favorite i love that book it's one of my favorite books mm-hmm. ever we already did an episode about it so i'm not gonna talk about it yeah. so i picked the mysteries of udolfo by ann radcliffe which okay. i think dave's read no no we just talked about it yeah it's a long-running thing that you gotcha. think that I've read that book? <laughs> well, you should read it because you would, you would, you would like it. gaslighting. Yeah, <laughs> eventually I'll just keep telling him he's read, read it until, until you're Toronto. Maybe that's they sound similar. Yeah, I think they're actually similar books too. Yeah, but I haven't read that one, so I don't know. Uh, it's a kind of long, slow, gothic novel about this young woman who ups and moves to a Italian castle because she's like arranged to be married to this. Duke or a count or something like that. And she's basically just alone in this big, empty, lonely castle. And she kind of sees ghosts and maybe they're ghosts and maybe they're not in the proper Gothic tradition. And then there's just a lot. It's just a very atmospheric kind of spooky book without being, I don't know that it ever actually confirms whether there's ghosts or not in the book. Right. And so, but it's, it's one of those, I think what I like about those books and you know and books like Jane Eyre and stuff even though Jane Eyre is much more front and center with the with the plot and characters than some more like fully gothic stuff mm-hmm. is how easy it is to just get lost in like those books are very like able to transport me or my brain somewhere else you right. know and just kind of be in that setting so i like that book quite a bit this is i think that a lot of readers balk at when it comes to like 19 even like early 20th century lit nowadays is that it's hard to relate to the characters because it's not it's so unfamiliar from contemporary life right but you're sort of seeing it as a, I, I don't know that i mean I, yeah i can see people saying that but i think jane is very relatable right and i yeah. think i don't remember the name of the the girl in mystery zidolfo but same deal right she's kind of a fish out of water she's lonely she's not i mean she's kind of just dropped in this big empty mysterious place and then that's a that's a relatable situation yeah you know it's not like i think some of those books get really caught up in the sort of pageantry of balls and all that stuff and and i can see that not being relatable but again i think with a little context you see you know is there a big difference between a you know a london townhouse meeting of aristocrats and some party at a met gala now besides yeah. you know so i think that there's relatability there for sure but um you do need to be at least in udolfo and other more like fully gothic books like you got to be up for reading two or three page long catalogs of what the wind's doing to the trees and stuff uh, you know yes yeah. so, <laughs> so you, you have to want that to like it but yeah or a letter framing device that goes on for 16 pages and doesn't touch on the plot to the 17th page <laughs> yes like, okay this is a long letter about someone's garden yeah you know and i think you know books like fantasy and, and stuff do this now those books were intended to take up your time that was that was the point of them right? right there wasn't tv there wasn't all this other stuff the the books were meant to be a sort of escape and a you know sometimes they just language on stuff that's not actually important to whatever whatever the plot is right. because the point of it wasn't necessarily to tell the story even though there is a good story in it but it was to kind of create a escape or a place right, right. and i think some of that you definitely see that a lot in those you know, like those Wheel of Time books. Does anything even happen in those? I, I don't know. I feel like probably something cool happens. Yeah, but really the point of it is to like let you be in this world and meet a thousand characters and right. Yeah, uh, and you know, and I think this it was a similar approach to to some of those more gothic. They make great audiobooks because you can just yeah. you can just go about your day, drift in, drift out. Yeah, not gonna miss anything. <laughs> it's fine. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, and these books are made for read three hours, take a constitutional walk, and then read three more. And that's, that was your day on a Saturday, right? Yeah, or yeah. they were serialized, right? So part of it is that they too, were also yeah. often serialized. And so you get kind of like they're like not repetitive, but just sort of like they're kind of like constantly building plot structure because you are yeah, and chapters together. Yeah. 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 And like, well, this is going to be the one thing that happens in this issue. Right. So, which is kind of like. Yeah. comic books now yeah <laughs> like totally. certain comic books absolutely um yeah it's a good pick for mine i dave should read it <laughs> finally dave should stop lying about having read it to you yeah. i just fess yeah. up he actually has read it let's just go ahead and assume he'll have read it by next time <laughs> <laughs> we'll put on canon or canon i may have lied at some point about it. Read it. <laughs> or maybe i read it who the hell knows i mean the whole podcast is just human brick. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, I read that, sure. I think that's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we're, all, we're all being humored in some capacity on the podcast. That's what we're all here for. For my choice, sorry. I also thought about Jane Eyre, of course. I love Jane Eyre. You know, a great book. One that I relish rereading with you folks recently. I think it was last year, maybe the year before. But then I also thought of it further, and you know, the real answer has to be Bartleby the Scrivener, right? But then it was like, well, it's not really a book, it's a story. That seemed unfair. So I laid it on Moby Dick by Melville instead, which is a book I really love. I only read it the once, but really treasured that reading experience. And I do think of Moby Dick as, you know, there's those books or, or works of art of any kind really get banded about as like things you have to read at some point, right? And like the the sort of nebulous category or label of great American novel gets tossed around too. And that's, you know, just like a whatever, a kind of a dumb marketing thing. But it does seem like Moby Dick actually maybe does fit that criteria to some extent. It really kind of is the great American novel in some ways. And I don't know if we'll ever do it together because it's a chunky read. It's, it's, yeah, no, we won't. You know? <laughs> We're already having trouble. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even a book you can really, I mean, you can discuss it, obviously, but it just feels like it's such a thing you just have to experience and just be like, yeah, this is just, I'm reading Moby Dick and here it is. Right. Uh, but I love the breadth of Moby Dick. I love the sort of like Shakespearean like drama of it. I wrote a couple papers about it in college, about jazz yeah. and Moby Dick. It's just a really fun, interesting book to read. It's for an, sure. another book where you need to give yourself over to its form. 100%. Of, yeah. you're gonna I get, hope you're going to get a five-page catalog of everything in the hull of the ship. and look, Yeah, if or, it's only five pages. <laughs> so, so, yeah, five pages <laughs> yeah. is, is uh, being very... Yeah, chapters <laughs> yeah. and half. Yeah, yeah. Like so 25 chapters. Yeah, yeah, so I've read, I read parts of Moby Dick, but I've always fallen off because of that. Because, like, like, I remember the first chapter being really interesting, like, really compelling. Yeah. And then it's just, like, the history of some whales for and like just the incredibly like slogging kind of catalog of of all this kind of stuff so did you enjoy those places or yeah i I think i enjoyed them by finding them audacious Uh, (laughs) that like that like you this really is like it's there's the cytology chapter you're talking about where melville just like lists different kinds of whales for like 30 pages and did you actually read yeah okay and so you're reading through it and then at some point you're like this is just fucking whale definitions yeah and then you're like it's still going and then you get to page 20 you're like it's still going it just becomes this like i can't believe he's getting away with this like that he it's not dramatic but you are sort of like overwhelmed by how much information is in this thing right and that's maybe more the miracle of it than anything it's just like this just has so much information in it in terms of character plot but also just like research that you have to just like brick said swim in it and just be like okay in whale me give me all your whale stuff let's see what you got he doesn't flinch from it at all like he goes whole hog into it yeah so yeah it's not it doesn't make for that chapter is not very dramatic but what happens is then that those chapters lead into 
very dramatic chapters. And all of a sudden, the plot kicks in, you're like, holy fuck, this is so exciting. And then I'll be like, let's talk more about ships. And you're like, okay, okay, I guess we will. And then back to the plot. It's just, it's like I said, the audacity of doing it and thinking like, yeah, people will read this. <laughs> and they didn't at first, and yeah. they very much did. So that's, that was my pick was, was Moby Dick. Do you think you anticipated that one day you'd be talking about it over foam sperm whales yeah. that you're making in a hot glass of water? It, with any justice, this one in the glass right now would be a sperm whale as well. We've got some grow capsules going <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. For a little retreat, we've been making sea creatures. Aaron was trying to buy dick pills at the gas station, but he wrote the wrong thing. <laughs> it's in Magic Grow. Are there any titles we left out that you had been thinking about or runners up that we didn't mention? Anything sort of like floating around your brain that you... Like from the 19th century. Well, yeah, you guys cut me off from uh, being able to say Don Quixote because it's an old (laughs) 19th century. (laughs) Want that memorialized? That's a good question. Let's let's say like, are there like pre 19th century books that you think of? So Don Quixote would be one. Tristram Shandy. Yeah, sure. That's good. Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. I I kind of thought I just had to look it up because I kind of thought it was pre 19th century, but 1844. Yeah, that's another book that I think has a really good storyline, and then I can't I can't get through it all because it sags under its own yep. weight of right. just being 1500 pages of right and you know exactly where it's going yeah. you know it's gonna happen <laughs> and it's just cataloging every detail yeah yeah i mean there's yeah. lots if you there's lots of very good i mean that's a dumb statement but there's lots of good books if you if you want to dig in you know i really like mall flanders mm. we talked about it last time uh, or on one of the recent ones the the way we live now by anthony trollope Oh yeah, you're like a book that holds up and, and is, yeah, still relevant. But also, if you you know you like books like Jane Eyre, he's, right? He's got I only got through two of them, but he's got like a thirteen book series of seven hundred page books just about a county in England and all the people that live in it, right? And so yeah, there's they have very English names. Yes, they sure do. Yeah. None of us mentioned Dickens or uh, Jane Austen. I was going to say Tales of Cities is my runner up. One of my mm-hmm. runners up. I love that book. Dickens in general, I, I like, uh, which is, I think Dickens is one of the, like, frequently thrown around jokes for people who are mad about their high school literature classes. They're like, I don't want to read Dickens ever again, and it's so boring. And I get why people say that, because Dickens is kind of slow. It takes a bit, right? But then you read them, and you're like, oh, these are just, like, crazy melodramas. <laughs> they're just, like, very goofy yeah. and weird. And they're, like, full of ghosts and hauntings and betrayals and spies. They're like, they're very strange books. Tilda Seas, I think, is maybe the most adult of them, I guess. At least the ones that I've read. I haven't read all of them, obviously. I really loved that book. I thought it was great. It made me cry when I was in high school. Uh, poor Sidney Carton, his sacrifice. Yeah, great one. Yeah, speaking of ghosts, uh, I mean, Turn of the Screw might actually have been written in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. But I think so. I mean, if it was, it was the beginning of it. But yeah. uh, Henry James, I like. Um, we didn't mention Twain or... Uh, yeah yeah i don't know if we like <laughs> reading twain I, I don't know that i do but i don't know i sometimes i like yeah. reading twain's essays when i like reading his sheriff novels i used to in high school i read a lot of twain i really liked uh like rough in it yeah for example was a really uh was a book i liked a lot but i don't know if i've read huck finn as an adult i definitely haven't it's I have. been a while and it's I always like Tom Sawyer better. Yeah. But I, I don't know that I love either of them. And I don't. And that's another one of those that's thrown around as great American novel, like Huckleberry Finn especially. And I just never quite bought it. I never quite got the... Yeah. the I want to say I didn't get the hype because I understand the hype. Like I, It's a good book. But great American novel, I don't know. I feel like there's more... Yeah. 
I was waiting for it to do something that it didn't do, I guess, when you got the Appalachian. And I was like, oh, this is just like a nice adventure story. And I mean, that's underselling it, but like, I don't know. Never hit me the same way that some people did. Yeah. I liked a lot of his uh, like darker, angrier stuff, like Connecticut Yankee and King yeah. Arthur's Court. Yeah. That's a good book. Yeah. If memory serves. Other notable omissions people we didn't mention, these are good picks, are, are good mentions. No one said Tolstoy. No one said really any of the Russian writers. No one said uh, Dostoevsky or. Uh, Chekhov. I guess he's more of a playwright. Yeah, yeah I do like Chekhov. Yeah. I don't even know if I've read any of his non... I've read short stories and plays. I don't know if I've read any Chekhov novels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his plays are good. Yeah, they are. Huh? Yeah. And his short stories are good, too. Cherry, what, Cherry Orchard? That's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, listeners, tell us your thoughts on the 19th century. When you dive back into the annals of literary history, what are you looking for? What are you like... Tell us those things by emailing us at email. Uh, G- uh, nope. What's it called? Uh, emailing us? Yeah, maybe it's podcast at gmail.com. Man, throwback to when I couldn't uh, say the email properly in the first uh, the email? few episodes. <laughs> Just email us. And then our social media is no longer active as of yet. We might be back on some platform soon, but we're no longer on Twitter. So if you want to talk to us and not email form, go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash shackbabies where you can find our bonus episodes there's a whole separate secret podcast there with games and protocol conversations where we touch on really important issues uh about the body and then there's a kind there's a joke separate joke series where we go into multiple kinds of jokes and rank them it's just a lot of fun and it's only a dollar a month so check that out and then we also have merch tinyurl.com slash babies where you can get t-shirts posters stickers mugs underwear all designed by brick they're all very funny cool clever little designs there and worth your time Until then, Yak Babies, yak it off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. (laughs) 